Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Happy to have you along this weekend. Mark Cox here along with my partner, Bo Matthews, and producer Carl Middleman. Pew, pew. Trying to get you through the weekend and talk about uh, some of the big stories. What a week. Man, Bo, a week ago we were talking about, hey, look what Illinois is about to do. And then uh, before the week was out, they had already passed it and signed it into law. And went into law like immediately. And so the biggest fears that we had in the conversation that we had with Illinois State Rep. Blaine Willauer, uh, he's a Republican member of the Illinois House of Representatives from the 107th District, so uh, the southern Illinois end of it. Uh, we were hopeful for you, man. We really were. But welcome back to Second Amendment Radio. We wanted to get your reaction and uh, what is your what is your plan for the near future? Yeah, hey, it's uh, good to be here. Um, appreciate the opportunity to come back on here. Appreciate what you guys do. Of course. This is big. Yeah. Uh, it's really big. Yeah. So Illinois, as we discussed last week, um, it's gone through both houses and the governor has signed a assault weapons ban that basically outlaws all semi-automatic uh Guns in the state of Illinois, um, it creates a registry where they're going to require you to get an endorsement on your FOID card that includes the serial numbers, the makes, the models, the names, uh, basically giving the Illinois State Police uh, carte blanche to create any rule that they need or they deem necessary to um, you know, try to make this happen. Uh, they've grandfathered some of the magazines here, but they've outlawed anything over 15 rounds for a pistol, I think 10 for a rifle. Um, semi-automatic shotguns are, are included in here. So it's clearly unconstitutional, as I stated on the, on the floor, and there's legal challenges mounting. Um, they're working hard. The FFL um, folks and... Uh, other organizations are working hard putting the court case together on this. We're going to see that shortly. And uh, we believe that the courts are going to put a stay on this while it works through the system. And ultimately, um, the law and the Constitution are in our favor, and I think we're going to win this thing. But uh, we got to stand up. I mean, right. it's time to, like, like I said, on the floor of the House, uh, they can dictate whatever they want here, but uh, we're not going to comply with this. And, and they're not going to do anything about it either because – the law and the Constitution and common sense are on our side, and a majority of the local sheriffs and local state's attorney are on our side um, saying that they're not going to enforce this. I can't enforce it, Mark. I mean, there's 2.5 million um, FOID card holders in the state of Illinois, millions of guns out there. What are they going to do? Do they think our local sheriffs are going to go door to door saying, that, have you registered your gun? Not a chance. You know, uh, Representative, I listened to some of the debate on the floor when when you and some of your colleagues were trying to conv- to get through to these numbskulls that you you can't 
ban behavior and and they just don't get it i mean if they wanted to next time they want to uh take on the issue of obesity they're going to ban assault forks without realizing it's the person that picks the fork up the tool uh, and pu- and puts it uh, the food in their mouth with it. You, th- th- this law will not stop a single one of the uh, shootings that happens in Chicago this coming weekend. So true. That's exactly right. We've got the strongest uh, gun control laws. I think we're top five um, strongest gun control laws in the country, and, and our violence is uh, is an epidemic at this point. Um, but these these people, they they and I said it on the floor of the house. They they despise their founders. Uh, they despise the values that made this place the greatest uh, country in the history of the world, and they continually trash our Constitution. You know, yep, yep. Uh, we've yeah. seen it over yeah. and over. Uh, you know what? In the last several years, we've seen people shamed for decisions that have been made or uh, for beliefs that they've held, and that does not seem American. Uh, I did see a letter. It was sent to me. Uh, it was Macoupin County Sheriff uh, Sean Call. The last uh, paragraph of the letter that he put out to his uh, his community was, therefore, as the uh, custodian of the jail and chief law enforcement official for Macoupin County, that neither myself nor my office will be checking to ensure that lawful gun owners register their weapons with the state, nor will we be arresting or housing law-abiding individuals that have been arrested solely with noncompliance of this act. And he's not alone. There's a lot of sheriffs that have uh, have said things that Governor Pritzker was like, you know, they're they're grandstanding. They want they're looking for attention. Um, and and the fact that it, there was almost a threat, Mark. I don't know if you heard it in the uh, the announcement, but the state police was going to enforce it and make sure that if they don't comply, that they will not keep their jobs. Man, it just seems so draconian. Uh, that that they're that they're saying things like this, and you know what? Let it go through the process at least. Let's do that before the crazy stuff is said. Yeah, the, this uh, you know I, I've said it often. Um, you know what we're seeing here in Illinois is the tyranny of the majority, and that's exactly what our constitution, what our founding documents uh, were put in place to to fight. Because the government without checks, we have no checks here in the state of Illinois. The Democrats are ruling everything, and the government without checks government out of control and they're going to continue to trample on people's people's rights they did it through covid they did it with their ridiculous safety act and they're doing it here and it's funny that the the governor uh says you know he was questioned about my we will not comply uh that i said on the floor of the house that's really gotten under these these people's skin right, he said right. that, you know we can't we can't pick and choose which laws we have we could comply with, which is rich coming from him uh, for what we did, you know, through the COVID tyranny and everything else. And on that same night, they passed a, a abortion bill, basically, that said that they're not going to comply with what any other state's laws are on, on wow. abortion. They're not going to extradite any law-breaking doctors on here. So it's pretty rich coming from from those folks. But our, our party's got to get better. we got to stand up to this stuff. Our our you know, newly departed uh, leader, Jim Durkin, from the western suburbs of Chicago, he actually voted for this job. That's the that's the state of our party and, you know, the state of the opposition in in this in this state. If we want to get things back on the right track, uh, you need to start sending some better people to Springfield. Yeah, it is. That's absolutely the truth. We're going to be following this and uh, kind of keeping track of these lawsuits. I hope I hope you get a quick injunction and we can get this heard uh, in court. Any any hopes of that? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's happening uh, right now. And you know, if, if folks want to uh, donate and chip in for that, uh, the FS FFLIL.org. Um, uh, Todd Vandermeer over there. He's doing great work. The organization is doing great work. I would uh, I would say get on there, get online, chip into those guys. This this uh, this is coming uh, very very soon, and uh, we're very confident that they're going to get an injunction and stay on this. And uh, we're very confident that in the federal courts, uh, we're going to we're going to prevail on this. No uh, political party is perfect, uh, but uh, the Democrats are about gun bans and control and making you weaker, and that is frightening. If you know, if you're a middle of the road uh, Democrat, and you know that that's the way you lean, that's fine. That's how you feel. But here is the repercussions of what that happens because of so many people the way they are, are voting. And you see, and it wasn't a close vote either. That's the scary part. Um, so we wish you luck, and uh, uh, we really want to uh, make sure we get an update as soon as uh, there's one available for us. Illinois State Rep. Blaine Willauer, he's the Republican member of the Illinois House of Representatives from the 107th District. So Bond, Clinton, Effingham, Fayette, uh, Marion Counties, uh, this is your guy here. Uh, keep up the good fight, sir. Thank you. Appreciate what you guys do. Absolutely. Good to, good to get him on here and, and get an update. It, it's sad. And, you know, we, we mentioned uh, the, the abortion issue there for a minute, and they passed a law on that, too. Unfortunately, for people that have lost this right, it's not as simple as driving across the border to get an abortion. I mean, in Missouri, if you're unhappy with Missouri's more restrictive abortion laws, you can drive across the river to Illinois and get an abortion. If you're a gun owner in Illinois... You can't drive over to Missouri and buy a gun. It has to be transferred to an FFL in your state who then would not be allowed to give it to you because of this law. So you're right. really boxed in. If you're an Illinois resident, you are, you're hamstrung for now until we can get this into court. Uh, that's that's uh, very frustrating. But coming up, we are going to talk to uh, to Richard Pearson about this as well from the Illinois Rifle Association. We'll find out more about the grounds on which they are going to court and what they're hoping to get accomplished. Yeah. And, and this is one of those, uh, those battles in, in our country that, uh, we really need people to stand up, whether it's uh, financially, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, supporting, contacting representatives, whatever it is. My first thought when I, okay, so I'm going to try and segue here, but I, my first thought, Mark, when I heard about the capacities, uh, 10 rounds for uh, a, a rifle, 15 for a handgun in Illinois, that's the new law. Uh, as I found out about uh, the 43X, the Glock 43X, I thought, yes. oh, man, the, there's another weapon. The, it was it the, uh, the Sig Sauer P365 mm -hmm. that holds like, what, 20 plus one or something like that? I'm like, oh, I should have had yeah. more capacity. <laughs> and Jesse at Razorback goes, well, just be a better shot. And... <laughs> And so, uh, so you don't need 30 rounds or you just need to be a better shot with 10 or with 15. And, uh, we did find out a way to do that. And Mark and I did uh, a, a FaceTime introduction. We did with our Manus X systems. Uh, we, we both, uh, I couldn't figure out how to get it working immediately. Both. It took me three days. Both spent more time on it. And I figured I, why recreate the wheel? So over a cup of coffee, <laughs> we FaceTimed and he showed me how to hook mine up and it was it was uh it, it's really easy you just 
you've got the software on the phone, you download it, you aim it toward the target, um, you attach the little device to the front of the gun, you're dry firing, right? Amazing. Um, and it tells you, it gives you advice. It just says you, you're you're pulling with your trigger finger or that you're, 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 you're not level, your gun is not level when you're firing. It makes, when you're done with a round, it gives you advice at the bottom on what on you did every wrong shot. and how to improve every shot. Uh, your next shot. So. It even it even uh, talks about you know you're holding the pistol grip too tight. I was like, what? Is there somebody in the room here? What's going on? Uh, it is very intuitive, but I, uh, I will tell you that I've had 26 sessions with it. Some of these sessions uh, with the app and, and Mantis X, I have showed. I've showed three friends so far, and I've got several others I'd love to show it to because here's the deal: I've shot 250, or we, me and my friends, have shot 254 rounds, or shots through this with no bang or no wasting of ammo 254 how much money would that be in ammo oh yeah if you were to you know what i mean and but, so it's really it's but, really about uh training your muscle memory and you're now interested in going to the range under real conditions uh and live firing to see if it's improved you any right I That's do. I really right. do. Right. Yep. I, I really do. And, and a buddy of mine brought that up to me. He goes, well, now you got to go see if it's really improving. So you add the 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 actual bullet and the bang and the recoil. Well, then we're going to find out. Exactly. It's pretty cool. And what's your experience been, Carl Middleman? I have not been able to open it yet because <laughs> my house has not been cleaned up from Christmas yet. Wow. We knew that. you got to get on that. <laughs> I, as, as, as soon as the house is clean, my wife said, then I'll let you go out and go shooting. Here's the beauty of this thing. You can do it in your backyard. You can do it in your living room. You can do it in your garage. Your basement. You can, yeah. Seriously. It, it's crazy. So, uh, actually, Mark had the question for me, Carl. Uh, does Carl even own a firearm? I have firearms, yes. But they're, they're locked in the basement, which is where all the Christmas stuff goes. Okay. You're a good excuses, gun owner. <laughs> excuses, I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, it is a, it's Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Before we're done today, we're going to give you some, some uh, insight on where you can go eagle watching uh, with a guarantee that you're going to see an eagle. Uh, for sure. And there's a couple dates coming up you need to know about. We'll uh, talk to our buddy Scott Isringhausen here before the uh, end of the show. We'll be back in just a minute. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Billy Joe grew restless on the farm A boy filled with wanderlust Who really meant no harm He changed his clothes and shined his boots And combed his dark hair down And his mother cried as he walked out Don't take your guns to town, son Leave your guns at Second home Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors uh, You are listening If you're listening to us from the state of Illinois Uh I, I feel bad for you because this week your governor 
signed away your Second Amendment rights, or tried to. Now, it, it, I knew him the minute this happened, before his signature dried on that piece of paper, my friends at the uh, Illinois Rifle Association and other uh, places where they fight for the Second Amendment would be headed to court. So we invited Richard Pearson, executive director of the Illinois Rifle Association, to uh, to join us today to talk a little bit more about what they're calling the Protect Illinois Communities Act, which is really a misnomer. Richard, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. How are you? All? I'm I'm doing fine. I mean, I know that you sent out a uh, a response to the governor that said challenge accepted, uh, and you're going to see the state of Illinois in court. Uh, tell me tell me what that lawsuit looks like. Well, the, uh, the, the this is a far-reaching gun grab, uh, and uh, it has passed and been signed by the governor and is in effect already. And it affects every type of semi-automatic uh, firearm uh, above twenty-two caliber. And so it affects shotguns, rifles, pistols. And so a shotgun, for example... Uh, can only have five rounds and hold five rounds in a semi-auto shotgun. Uh, a handgun is 15 rounds and a rifle is 10. But the way the law reads, it says can accept more than any one of these round limits. And so they all can if you put on an extended magazine tube, like for snow goose hunting and that sort of thing, on a shotgun or um, uh, you get a Glock 19 uh it comes with with a fifteen round magazine, but it can't actually hold a seventeen round magazine, and so forth and so on. So they are going to wind up being subject to being registered by the state of Illinois. Richard, I got a question about that about the registration part of it. Uh, for those people that already own these firearms with these capacities that are you know now against the law. Um, what is the registration process? Uh, what if you do not, uh, you know, reveal that? Uh, how how will that be executed? Well, um, you know, if you don't reveal it, I'm not sure that they they they'll 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 never find all of them. I mean, uh, we've seen this in Connecticut before, but but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how they'll do that. Uh, all this has to begin in October. So you have until that time to dispose of your firearms, or um, but you have to dispose of them out of state, so um, you can't sell them in state. Uh, so they, uh, we have to get rid of all these firearms and magazines. It's just your loss unless you want to register them and comply with the law. Well, I mean uh, that that that's the thing about it, and and that I mean uh, uh, on top of everything else, and them them coming up with their own definition of. This, the false word assault weapon and all of that is that you and I and and Bo and the people listening to the show who are law-abiding gun owners are that way for a reason. We follow the law. We bought our guns legally. We're legally allowed to have those guns. We want to be law-abiding citizens. They're forcing the residents of Illinois to make a very difficult decision to no longer be a law-abiding citizen unless you run down and register your weapon. I, I just hope the Supreme Court or some court slaps them down quickly before they force Illinois residents into having to make that tough decision. Well, we're going to find out. We're preparing to file suits against the uh, the, the new law in the state of Illinois. But just so you, the people who are listening know, they passed a uh, a uh, similar law in Connecticut a few years ago, and uh, 
a couple months ago, the governor of Connecticut said, now we know where these firearms are. It's now time to confiscate these firearms. The registration of a firearm, it just gives the police the name and address of where they can find the firearm, and they charge you $25 to have your gun confiscated. Yeah, this is like the giant red flag law. Uh, is what it feels like. Um, you know, what What shocked me about it was that it happens, it, uh, of course it happened at the signing of Governor Pritzker's pen, but the fact that it went into into law like so quickly, it, it, it that just shocked me. Did that shock you, Richard? Uh, well, it was in, written in the law that it would take effect immediately, and uh, there was such a large supermajority of liberals, uh, Democrats, and a couple of Republicans in uh, the state legislature that, they went. Uh, they could get enough votes to, to have it uh, go into effect immediately. Yes. So, what else changed in Illinois? Because I mean, did they redefine the the uh, definition of murder? Because is it, murder is already illegal, uh, and criminals don't care. They still commit murders on a daily basis. There are dozens of shootings every weekend in the city of Chicago. Uh, very few of those shootings in Chicago have anything to do with a semi-automatic rifle. It's very clear what they're doing here. They want to ultimately prevent people from owning firearms. Right, and that's really any type of firearm. Right. Or restrict it so, so much that you can't afford to do it. If you look at the, what this causes, if you look at people who are, uh, have a firearm, uh, maybe they only have one firearm for self-defense, uh, a rifle or a handgun or a shotgun or whatever it is, uh, these are the people who will be most affected. They can't afford to deal with this, uh, get rid of this magazine, get rid of that magazine, uh, register that gun. It is really an affront to uh, people who are uh, uh, have a uh, lower or uh, have a difficult time making it these days, which there are a lot of people who do. Uh, it becomes a real problem. It also is tough on the people who are, elderly because uh, what they say is that you can have a revolver but if you're an elderly person and uh, you don't have a lot of hand strength it's much easier to shoot a semi-automatic pistol than a revolver so it makes it more difficult for the elderly to defend themselves too mm, it, there's nothing sad. right with this law at all actually uh especially since it goes against the american constitution that's that's the the biggest thing uh, which is is shocking, shocking to me. But moving forward, though, as uh, you know, you guys are at uh, Illinois Rifle Association are preparing to, uh, you know, uh, put them into a lawsuit about this. Is that going to be quick enough? And and uh, you know, how many other organizations are going to be doing that? And I do also want to talk about the law enforcement uh, angle of this whole this whole story as well. Right. Well, uh, you know. You have to you have to make sure you have plaintiffs. We'll go after a temporary restraining order, and then of course a, a permanent restraining order or injunction, depending on which court you're in and how they use the terminology. But the point is to get this law declared unconstitutional. So we have a little time. Uh, the problem, of course, is you can't buy a new AR-15 in Illinois right now. If right. the uh, if the firearm was ordered and your background check was completed you can pick it up but you can't go buy a new one now in illinois so that becomes a a problem as far as law enforcement goes i have letters from several sheriffs here saying that they are not going to enforce this law solely on the on the basis of the law so 
every, I think, 101 Illinois sheriffs have said, and there's 102 counties, one of them being Cook, which is the one that's always the outlander, but uh, has told their citizens, we are not going to enforce this law solely on the basis whether you have a 30-round magazine or a 10-round magazine or whatever what you ever have that violates this law. We're not going to do it. So that leaves this up to the state police to enforce. And, of course, they have to do it because they work for the governor. Yeah. And I'm sure that that, uh, a lot of them are very torn over that as well. But they don't have the manpower to go door-to-door looking for semi-automatic weapons that haven't been reported. I mean, I'm trying to envision the first case where they get a tip that Joe Smith down on, on, on Brown Street has an AR rifle in his basement that he didn't register. Are they going to start conducting raids? I mean, these are the kinds of questions that... that well, are... it's, 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 it's going to be a violation of not only the Second Amendment, but the Fourth Amendment. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so... And, uh, of course, you know, of course, the Speaker of the House, you know, gives that old ad. Well, if it just saves one life, what about the lives of the people who are trying to defend themselves from all the crooks they let out of jail in Illinois and every other state? Yeah. Actually, I did hear him say it's not. It don't matter. I I did hear him say in in his statement that it's gonna. It's not gonna just save one life. It's gonna save hundreds, if not thousands, of lives. (laughs) Um, You know, the the law-abiding citizens that want to defend themselves um, really, really are up against it with this uh, new law in Illinois. Uh, It just it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart for this country because uh, this is now nine states that have done this across the country. You mentioned Connecticut. Uh, What are what are the other ones? I don't even know. Uh, well, there's California, of course, New York, you know, but there's a difference between all those. They say, well, it's been upheld in other states. That's true, but it's none have been upheld since the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin was decided. Right, right. This is the first case after Bruin. So that means that... What the what Bruin basically said, you have to strictly enforce the Constitution. This is a fundamental right. This is a first-class right, according to Clarence Thomas. So you have to review all those cases that went down before. If somebody brings a new case, it will be tried under the new set of rules stated by the Supreme Court. So they said, well, there's magazine bans that have been upheld in other states. That's true. But the ones that have gone up against to the appellate court after Bruin have been sent back to the district courts saying, you have to review this. This is not the right decision. They upheld the the 10-round magazine ban, but now they're being sent back to the courts saying, you have to re-decide this. You didn't decide this properly. Richard Pearson, executive director of the Illinois Rifle Association, is our guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Uh, I'm wondering where people can find the list of uh, rifles because they're all everybody's talking about the magazine capacity, but there are uh, things, there are firearms that are not technically an Aerolite or an AR, or they call them an assault weapon. I call them a defense yeah, like, weapon. So does that that you know exclude me? That would be nice. Uh, but w- uh, where do we get a list of that? If you go to the, uh, the law, you just look it up. It has a list of firearms in the uh, that they have, but it also has a list of features. So you could have a firearm that's not listed, but have a feature that would make it illegal. Yeah, but like you may not group. know that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Or a suppressor. You, know, you may not know that. You know. 
Yeah, the, uh, the 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 awful thumb hole stock that turkey hunters use, for example, are just you know, just they're just terrible things. Those thumb hole stocks, but uh, wow. but you may have one of those and and may not know it, and so the the it's 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 really a mess, and so we are preparing, of course, at the Illinois State Rifle Association to uh, to go after these people. And uh, we've already uh, saw this coming, so we have ourselves, the Second Amendment Foundation, the Firearms Policy Coalition, and ourselves are going to take on the state of Illinois. Good, good. And it, mm. it can't can't come fast enough. Um, I really hope uh, people are paying attention. The, 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 the hypocrites here, the, the J.B. Pritzkers of the world, who think this is okay, <laughs> uh, r- really, these are the same people who were upset uh, when Roe v. Wade got overturned because they said all that matters is precedent. So we have the precedent now of Heller and this latest decision uh, that you mentioned a minute ago, um, but they, they suddenly don't respect that precedent. Right? Well, it's selective precedent. Yes, selective. Yeah, you, you don't understand. <laughs> it's what, what I want. What, yeah. I want what I want when I want it. Now, come on. It's just <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. Well, I tell you what, uh, Richard. What's the what's the best way for people listening to this who live in Illinois to get a to get a hold of you guys and show support for the Illinois Rifle Association? Well, I would I would go to the website, which is uh, isra dot org, and uh, there they have they can donate, they can join. Um, you know, and so it's going to take a lot of money, and uh, we have been working hard on this, uh, and we will have uh, enough, I hope, in a, in a month or two to go all the way to the Supreme Court, but we need everybody's help. So we have a 501c3 called the ISRA LAC. Yes. And if you donate to that, you don't have to be a member. It is actually tax deductible to you. Uh, and uh, so we're building our uh, legal assistance committee, which pays the attorney fees. And so to give you an idea of what goes to the Supreme Court, when we took uh, the McDonald case at the Supreme Court, the cost of that case was $600,000. So you're not talking about chump change here. Not and that was 12 right. years ago. That was 12 years ago. And as I look around, I don't see much that's going down in price since then. So we're probably looking at a million bucks to oh. do this and so and we're on the way uh, we're actually well on the way but we need everybody uh to help uh the folks in missouri iowa we've been getting help from people in other places i've also been getting death threats from a guy i got a death threat the other day from a guy from idaho like we all come you know <laughs> from, from <laughs> idaho <laughs> i know <laughs> i know i i got me Wow. Well, Richard Pearson, be safe, my friend, and uh, thank you for doing what you do at the Illinois Rifle Association. Uh, I, by the way, I Googled as you were talking uh, the list of attachments and features of firearms. Yeah. And you know how, when you when, Mark, when you hit a, a news story and you can scroll and scroll and scroll, that is the entire list. And I'm not even going to start to try and explain what's on there, but it mentions brands, it mentions calibers, it mentions so many things. Google what guns are uh, outlawed in Illinois, and you will see it as you are listening to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Thanks for joining us. We will have you on again soon uh, for hopefully a more positive update, sir. All right, thank you. Excellent. Uh, Richard Pearson. Yeah, Richard, yep, uh, great great having him on, and I'm glad he's out there fighting uh, for our Second Amendment rights for sure. Um, still to come, uh, Bo Matthews, we are gonna, we're going to talk uh, birds.
Eagles in this particular case, uh, and where you can get together in the next, oh, I don't know, month and a half or two months, there's going to be some special days set aside for eagle watching up along the Great River Road near Grafton and uh, and Pear Marquette State Park. All that information still ahead here on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Uh, by the way, this segment has been brought to you by Razorback Armory. If you are a law-abiding citizen and you want to acquire a firearm, Razorback Armory is a gun concierge in De Pere on Manchester Road, just east of 270. Get their address, learn about the guys there, and and all that they offer at RazorbackArmory.com. Tell them Bo sent you. But the stranger drew his gun and fired before he even saw As Billy Joe fell to the floor, the crowd all gathered round And wondered at his final words Don't take your guns to town, son Air drums performed by Big Drum Mark Cox. <laughs> Love <laughs> this that Sidney second... Hagar song. You kidding me? That's great. I could have swore that we were going to be playing Fly Like an Eagle, but, uh, you know, my prediction is way I, But it's Mark Cox, and he wants to hear some Sammy Hagar. Thank you. We, you know <laughs> Every what, day. Bo? We'll come out with it. We'll come out Maybe. with it. It's the Maybe. Last, it's, it's the last segment of the show. We'll come out with it at the, for the end of the show. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox, that's Carl Middleman right there. He is not playing an air instrument right now. Um, and uh, my name is Bo Matthews. And a very popular uh, pastime and maybe a, a good date idea is to go eagle watching. And so we bring in our buddy Scott Isringhausen, urban fishing coordinator at Pier Marquette State Park. He is going to be hosting, or they're going to be hosting, the Bald Eagle Watching Days on some uh, select dates coming up. So we wanted to get him on. And if you have never, it's like people that have never gone to Fast Eddie's, it's like, okay, you ought to be getting a ticket right now. If you've never gone eagle watching, <laughs> you need to. But welcome back to the show, Scott. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so I would imagine that people randomly drive the river road hoping to see eagles. But what what sets this apart? Are these dates when you you feel people have a, a better chance, or they get some better direction from you guys on what to look for? Well, it, I don't know if it's necessarily a better chance, but it, it's an all day program. It starts inside the visitor center. As a matter of fact, I got people watching the film right now. We. Uh, do, I do about an hour indoor informative program. Then we drive into some areas you'd not normally be able to drive into. We go into the Two Rivers National Wildlife Refuge. We cross wow. at least one free ferry. We go to the town of Hardin. We watch eagles from a restaurant right there while we, while we eat. Um, it's just a real informative program. It's free. Anytime I can get out and set the spotting scope on the eagles for everyone to look at, we, we do that. 
we'll see three or four nests on our drive, but it's it's just a great program that's been going on for for quite some time, and and there's never been one that I've given that we haven't seen. You know, at the, on the low end, as many as as, as ten eagles, but on the high end, is maybe as many as a hundred. Wow! But how close do you get? That's the question. That's the question. No guarantees, but yesterday we saw two in a nest, and we weren't real close to to them. But it's it's sometimes it's. Sometimes we're real close, but there's you know there's no guarantee on that for sure. But I tell people, you know, bring bring a camera because chances are sometime during the the day we do get close enough to get a great picture for sure. That is cool. You know, uh, I I did something recently, Scott, completely off the subject. I went to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, and I went whale watching. And the uh, the the biologist, there was a marine biologist on the boat with us, uh, who told us as we headed out, we 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 can never guarantee results. Sometimes we see one whale. Sometimes we see fifteen. We never know what we're going to get. Uh, and we ended up the the whales put on a complete show for us. So awesome. some seasons are different than others in whale watching. Is that the case with eagle watching? It is. We need what we need. The eagles fly down from the north. They, they, the eagles we are seeing here are primarily coming from Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Canada, and it needs to get cold enough to really push the eagles down into this area. The favorite food for the eagles is fish, and as the waters freeze, it, pours, it pushes the eagles south. And this is kind of their, their winter home. But in saying that, if it's not real cold, there's not going to be nearly as many eagles down into this area. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, uh, you shared a story about whale watching, Mark. I, I went whale watching one time, but I also went alligator hunting in Florida. Uh, it wasn't a hunt. It was a tour. I'm sorry. Okay, it was a tour. all right, all right. And, and, and we never saw any. And then at the <laughs> very end, at the Blackjack Resort or whatever in Lake Jessup, they, the guy threw a marshmallow out, and poof, here comes an alligator up. So do you have tricks, Scott, that if you don't have a good result in seeing eagles, uh, do you have any? Can you put out some Captain D's for him? Does that bring him in? <laughs> well, I put a stuffed eagle up in a tree. That's what I do if I can't find one. Nice. <laughs> that works. Any eagle, maybe, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Uh, so, uh, are you doing a lot of uh, school trips uh, to the uh, the park? Not really so much school groups. They're just mostly people. You know, I've got people in here from. Actually, I got one couple today that's actually from California. So people do come from. You know they come from all over, but a lot of a lot of St. Louis folks. You know Illinois, Missouri, Kentucky. That's where most of the people truly do come from. And like I said, I've been doing this for for quite some time. And and you're talking about the whale watching. I I will make the guarantee that we will see at least at least two or three eagles on any program that anyone decides to come on. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, what do people need to do to get to get the information for the dates and make reservations and all that, Scott? Sure, and like I said, it is free, with the exception of you have to buy your own lunch. And and what happens is, is people do follow along in their own vehicles. But I do get out periodically and set the scope up on the on on the birds. But if somebody's interested, the phone number is six one eight seven eight six three three two three, and you do need to make a, a reservation. And most of the programs are in the month of February, so there's a, a lots of programs coming up in the future. So you, if you mention food, you automatically get my attention. I, my wife's uh, grandmother and great aunt used to love to go to Pierre Marquette to eat. They they loved the the dinners up there. Are you talking about oh, getting no. lunch there at the lodge, or you're on your own to go somewhere else and get it? No, actually not. I mean, it's it's on the tour, but we we actually stop in the town of Harden. And, and to be honest with you, there's a couple of restaurants in Harden that we that we stop at and it's right 
along the Illinois River, so I bring my spotting scope in. If it's really cold, you can sit there and watch eagles right there while you while you eat. So that's kind of like the halfway point for the for, for the day, and, and it is an all-day program. The program started at 8.30, and then we'll get back sometime between 3 and 3.30. It's a full day. Plan for it, and, uh, man, if you have never seen an eagle uh, get that wingspan out there and take off from a nest, I, I have seen that in person about uh, 20 feet from it. It was amazing. Scott Isringhausen, Urban Fishing Coordinator up here at Marquette State Park. People can also go to dnr.illinois.gov. Thank you so much for your time, and have a great eagle-watching season, sir. Well, thank you very much, and thanks thanks for having me here. I sure appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. This is Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Outstanding. Yeah, I, I got to see an eagle uh, close to my house uh, last year. Uh, somebody had hit a deer, unfortunately for them, and it was out in the field, and we, we almost wrecked because we looked over and there was an eagle feasting on them. It was on the ground at ground level, about 25 uh, yards from us, so... Yeah, that it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, getting on it. That's exactly, good. Absolutely. Hey, he played your song for you. Fly like an eagle. I know. That's okay. awesome. That's why I'm here. <laughs> that's an all Illinois show today. That's right. That'll do it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. See you, boys. talk.com Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.